Ah, oh, she did it again, Ali Mosley from Sky Racing. Her best bet was Mao Tai, and it got the job done. Ali, good morning to you. Good morning. You made me a little bit nervous, actually, when he started to, to get warm in the yard. But then I thought, no, he's done this every time. And the yard isn't the issue. He actually was a lot more relaxed arriving at race day and everything. I just thought, when we get behind the barriers, that'll be the, the true test. But Daisy was a really different horse on the weekend. He's still, he's still got issues when he gets to the barriers. But in terms of his racing style and how he handled everything. It was a slow tempo as well, and Hugh was able to, to switch him off nicely. So I think finally we're going to see the best of him this prep. The missile stakes, did you find hard empire? <laughs> I certainly did not. I think, actually, I did pick in the yard, which was, was particularly tricky as well. I was covering for, uh, well, Corey Brown and then Chantel, who's on holidays as well. And it's hard when you haven't seen a lot of the horses, but I think I might have said, you know, certainly certainly not the worst here, but it was, I mean, it was really hard. I thought Forbidden Love actually was the most forward. She looked really fit and forward for that run and Hard Empire, no knock on him, but I don't know. If it, I mean, I'm sure there were some that found him, but geez, he just went enormous. What did you make of, Forbidden love then, and and count to rupee in terms of maybe looking forward at possibly an Everest. Uh, yeah, I think count to rupee. We all want to know whether he's a twelve hundred meter horse or whether he's going to run out to the mile. And I'm not sure entirely that our question was answered there on Saturday. I think it still shows that he's versatile. Um, he was fit coming into it. He was a lot more forward than I thought he would be. He had the residual fitness, so he wouldn't have really had much time off. If anything, he probably only went to the paddock for maybe up to a week, but they both presented in really nice order. It probably didn't set up that well for either of them. It was a really, it was a really tricky day on Saturday, as I'm sure a lot of people saw, but a lot of horses resuming um, and you sort of don't quite know how to place them or how they're going to run, but they both will go on to bigger and better things. I think if Count de Rupi can prove himself over 1,200, I can't see why he wouldn't potentially get a slot in the Everest, but it's still just a bit of an unknown, I think, at the moment. Well, if anyone got a slice of the quaddy on Saturday, they are an absolute genius. I think it paid upwards of uh, towards $200,000. But what did go into your black book out of the weekend? So there are a couple, and two from one race, actually. It was Niffler and Grace and Harmony. And Niffler, if you look at it on paper, probably doesn't look that impressive because she only beat three home. But the run was a lot better than it reads. She got back from a wide draw in a race where... The winning leader was able to get away with a soft time of it. Her closing sectionals were really good. So she ran the second best last 600 of the entire day. So I think a complete forgive run from her. And hopefully we might be able to get a price about her next time she steps out. Grace and Harmony was really forward uh, leading into her fresh up run. And she backed that up with a super performance. Um, she got sort of back in the same on-pace suited race, but really stormed home late. And she ran the day's best 200-metre sectional. So I think she will be in for a really lucrative spring. I was impressed with how she'd come back. She's the biggest, stronger horse. And then lastly, from the Premier's Cup, I like the run of Francesco Gardi, and I made him my pick of the yard as well because he was the best I'd seen him turned out. I went against the favourite. I know every single form expert on the planet thought that Lord Ardmore was unbeatable, and as it turns out, he was. But I just thought Francesco Gardi was the one to follow. Out of that race, he put in an 11-18 sectional between the 600 and 400. He just peaked on his run late, um, and he was probably on, arguably, as it ended up, not the best part of the track, but he's ticking along really well. So hopefully a few we can follow. And of course, Malfi, I'll follow him through his preface and hope that he can just get a little bit more settled. Huey said that he thinks he's got anxiety, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, he's just 
a horse that needs to to settle. And I think proven um, on that first up run that he'll just get better as he gets deeper in and, and, and knocks a bit out of him, you know. Uh, on our text line, Ali, gents, without doubt, Ali is the hero. She's the most consistent tipper you have on the show. We won't tell the other tipsters we have on that, but uh, getting some love from the Slavo Eagle there, though. But, Loz, Ali's a potato cake person. Oh, right, potato cake. Yeah, yeah. not potato scallop, being a Victorian. Oh, Can you believe it? everyone down there, it seems. Oh, I know, but how nice are they? Delicious. I haven't had one in a while, actually. That makes me feel like one now. Yeah, I, even when you said it, it just came straight off. I can't, mm. I, I can't get around calling them anything else. Yeah, look, anyway, nobody's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> uh, Hallie, thanks so much. Have a great week. Thanks, guys.